Well, hello, everybody. This is Brent with Brent. Today, I'm joined by kind of a special guest. Um, uh, today, I'm joined by Chase Nunes. Uh, Chase, how you doing? I'm, I'm good. I, I don't know if I would call myself special i'm I'm just you know i'm just a guy i just i just hang out (laughs) (laughs) a humble guy apparently (laughs) (laughs) uh i say special because i guess some of the jb listeners will recognize that voice i know when you and i connected um over the phone yesterday just to kind of get connected before this chat i was like oh yeah that voice is so nostalgic. <laughs> should I should I go? This is Unfilter, episode two thirty seven, recorded on Wednesday. You know, should I should I go down that road or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> well, you could. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, I mean, that's a little bit of a hint of some of your history with Jupiter Broadcasting, right? So yeah. uh, you're a co-host of Unfilter, and some some people uh, absolutely loved that program. And can you? Give us a little bit of a background, uh, how long I went for, what it was like, what it was like for you. Man, I, sh- I should have pulled the the history sheet. Or I know there's probably a wiki somewhere, and I, will, I would have sounded a much, much more smarter than my answer now. But about f- a few years ago, I want to say maybe, gosh, six, seven, eight years ago. I, I don't remember the exact uh, year, but I was listening uh, in my previous job. I would have to commute a lot. And I would have to drive across uh, mountain passes and uh, there would be times uh, on and I'd be on the road for maybe three to four hours. And since I was traveling across mountain passes, uh, and this is before streaming uh, like you know, on, you know, Spotify and all these other providers that cellular, it, w- it just wasn't dependable. So I was more heavily into downloading podcasts and things like that. And so back in the day, I would download No Agenda. No Agenda is uh, a political podcast with uh, John C. Dvorak, and that's how I, I kind of found it, and uh, Adam Curry, and they would twice a week have uh, incredible banter and, and talk about the political stories of the day. I was listening, as I normally would as a, as a trusty listener in the morning, and all of a sudden I heard an ad, or not an ad, but a donation uh, from Chris to the show. And what they would do on No Agenda is, you know, they would give props uh, to those who would donate to the show. And so, you know, Chris Fisher and said, uh, they usually would say the city and the state. And so Chris mentioned, uh, you know, Marysville, Washington. And I was just like, wait, what? I'm, I was, I was driving and I was just like, wait, he's, he's in my, this guy's in my backyard. And, and no way. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and obviously, you know, he you know, said Jupiter broadcasting. And so I, I did a, you know, Google search and, I discovered Jupiter Broadcasting. I was like, holy crap. So, uh, and obviously at the time I was also podcasting. I'm, I'm, I've been doing my own geeky gaming content called Geek Gamer TV. So obviously I've, I've been involved with, you know, podcasting thing for a while. And so I was like, I got to get in touch with this guy and, you know, we can chat and talk shop or, you know, whatever, you know? So obviously through the power of uh, Google's and I reached out to Chris, uh, you know, we, you know, became friends and started, you know, talking about, you know, you know, recording and audio techniques. He uh, very graciously welcomed me in his home, met Angela and the kids. And and that's pretty much how things were. Our relationship was kind of born. And then from there, we started going into uh, the unfiltered side. Like, what was the incentive to just reach out to a complete stranger and say, hi, let's get connected? I guess maybe that lends myself to 
who I am, I guess, as a person, I, I'm in some ways I'm, I'm not uh, afraid to reach out and just open lines of communication and, and just see what happens. I was involved with, um, podcasting prior to reaching out to Chris for a number of years. I, you know, I would be doing my own geeking gaming content. I did a uh, podcast that um, we nearly had 300 episodes until I kind of put it on hiatus called Geek Gamer Weekly, where I would sit down with my friends and we would have occasional guests uh, from the technology world. I mean, I mean, you know, we, we've had, you know, uh, prominent guests come on and we just chat about things and I was involved with the whole podcasting thing. So, you know, here in, I mean, in my town, this town is not very big uh, that I live in. It's maybe, you know, 50,000 people. Um, and so obviously when you hear, you know, another big, you know, good podcaster appreciates the quality and the work that he does. Cause when I did the Google search and I found all of his content, I was just like, wow, you know, this, this is great. You know, I love to chat with him about this stuff. I, I see he doesn't have any, a lot of gaming stuff. So I'm just like, man, maybe we can do some gaming stuff, you know, collaborate. I mean, who knows? And so there was a commonality with us both enjoying no agenda. Of course. So the chances for um, having something in common is probably pretty high, right? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, we share our skepticisms of, you know, government and tax dollars and, and also, you know, how media, uh, you know, tr journalism and media and commercialism and, and all these different factors play into how we consume and, and see our content. So obviously I had to, you know, that's why I reached out and, uh, you know, see what happens if, you know, if nothing happened, no harm, no foul. If, if, if uh, you know, and that's how really kind of kicked off. Um, and and then you know we 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 would we'd start chatting about you know how we if we did a political show what would it look like? And you know obviously there are, we do have some awesome dedicated listeners who when they first started listening to us we were we were not a really a video driven show per se. Uh, we wouldn't we would specialize. Uh, on specific topics to start off. And I, if I remember right, the, the first one was, I think episode one was about cannabis. And, but then we, you know, a lot more people wanted to know uh, our thoughts about the current events about what's going on and not really of historical record, if you will. That's kind of how I remember some of the later ones, uh, the later episodes was sort of digesting the news in a whole, uh, maybe in a skeptical way or a, a, um, a way that gives extra insight into what the general sort of news programs are throwing out there. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, you have to be, uh, I, I guess, you know, everybody, everybody really should be, you know, mindful of, you know, the information that's being presented, the motivation behind that uh, information and, and also, you know, doing your own due diligence and doing your homework and also being willing. And I know it's a lot of work, but it also be willing to look at all the alternative perspectives of, of a said topic. I, I think sometimes we get so trapped in our, our silos and our, and our biases about certain things that, you know, uh, and obviously it helps formulate our opinions about things. So, you know, what I was, you know, what we were trying to do, and what I was trying to do, at least on on my side of things, is try to bring a perspective, just of of no normalcy, if you will, you know, and 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 I always try to consider all the sides of the equation on it before trying to formulate my opinion about you know the president of the United States or cannabis legalization 
um, you know, pharmaceutical stuff, you know, gun control, you know, all these things, uh, you know, and obviously a lot of people have, you know, money in the game. That's why one of the taglines on the show is show me the money, because at the end of the day, there's going to be some sort of money path. <laughs> and so we eventually landed into a decent and good format, you know, thanks to uh, the awesome community and producer Matt and Chris. And, you know, we were able to, uh, you know, put something s- special together, but obviously, you know, uh, you know, as the years gone by and, you know, JB got, you know, uh, popular with, with their Linux and tech content, some awesome things happened to JB, but obviously one of the minor side effects, if you will, is, you know, we had to sunset on filter and that's okay. You know, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh wow. You know, it's like, I get it. You know, you know, politics is one thing, but the other thing too, is, you know, it's, you know, family and, you know, relationships and, you know, financial security and, you know, healthcare, <laughs> you know, all these other, I think a little bit more important things than a, than a podcast. And, and so obviously, you know, uh, Chris and, uh, you know, JB and all that, everything's doing great. And, but right now I would say, you know, with the, the topics being happening, you know, in 2020 and politics and, oh man, there are a few, <laughs> there are, there are things that are happening. I mean, even for, for you, you know, up in, up in Canada, you know, it's like, there's, there's been some great things that, we, you know, we could have talked about Trudeau and yeah. Like he got a beard recently, right? <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have. To, to be fair. Um, and yeah, and if people have uh, been following me on, on the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that, yeah, I, I've, I've have some hair on my face now. And the only, the only reason that I do is, um, those who saw me last at uh, Linux Fest Northwest or have been following my content know that I've, I've, I've dropped some weight. I've, I've lost about a hundred and I have 145 pounds over the last couple of years. Holy, that's incredible. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I guess. It is unbelievable. Like, that's a whole me. <laughs> yeah, I've had people say that to me too. Like, like I, I, have, I have colleagues at work uh, and they're, they're happy for me too. And, you know, they, you know, there's some, some, some people like, yeah, weigh 130, 140 pounds. Yeah, I lost a whole person. And it's true. Uh I was very, very gracious to to be a part of a, a weight loss program. Uh, it, you know, it's worked great. But one of the side effects of that is I lost my jacket. I lost my fat layer. You know, I, I lost I lost warmth. And so uh, when I when I hit my goals and I finished the program, I finished uh, last August, September uh, 2019. I've already was starting to feel how cold it could get. I, I did a an Iceland trip early last year. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, and so you know, I, I like right now as I talk to you, I'm I'm in my home studio talking to you. I have three layers on, and my studio is pretty warm, you know, with electronics and the computers and all that. Um, and that's just because of uh, you know losing the fat. For you, was one of the main motivators to kind of shift things a little bit in terms of that weight loss. Like, was that? a long time coming or something just happened all of a sudden and you were, you jumped into a, a change of lifestyle or how'd that go? Well, there, there was a lot of factors, a lot of factors. It, for me, uh, you know, I, there was a, uh, death in the immediate family for one. And, uh, secondly, I always wanted to try to be healthier. And sometimes, you know, we either lose our way or, or don't exactly know the tools to get there. And, so that's uh, what I did. Basically, I, I, uh, you know, thanks to uh, an opportunity 
that opened itself up to me, I was able to get into this weight loss program and just really stick to it. And it was one of the most hardest things I, I've ever had to do because it was it was very structured and and very rigid. And I've I was never ever a vegetable guy growing up. <laughs> right. And so for me it was it was it was a change to see if I could do it because I honestly I didn't know if I could. And uh, if you know it's I'm I'm trying to formulate the answer good here good here just because it, it it was it's one of those things for for me that is obviously major and life changing, and I I still have a minor bit of a struggle now because since I'm off the program, you know, it's it's trying to find the right balance of what to eat, and make sure you get the right activity level, but but really, it's just about being healthy because I want to be around, I want to be around for friends and family, and enjoy life, and that's where um, you know, thanks to losing the weight because I was probably on a track uh, to have a heart attack um, or something worse. And, you know, uh, yeah, you want to be around and so and enjoy things. And so, you know, obviously the, the weight loss has helped with that. You know, I have more energy, more flexibility, more motivation to, to just keep going and, and do more. And, and that's where uh, I've been able to, to fall through on that. And now I with plus beard. So that's that's great. <laughs> you know, some people say that doing that kind of journey is one of the most difficult things. Even some people have said it's harder than like quitting smoking and stuff like that. Um, mostly I think probably, and, and tell me if this is spot on or totally off, but probably because you're trying to instill like a total lifestyle change that's permanent. Is that how you would describe it? Or? Well, I, I took it a, uh, I, I went a different way with it. I, you know the the program that I was on, which is which was uh, is called Thirty Ten Weight Loss for Life. It's a local chain here in the Northwest, and you know they they you know you have to still bring your your own uh, sp- uh, fresh vegetables to the table and your fresh proteins like stick uh, you know chickens uh, not sticks a uh, chicken steak or fish <laughs> <laughs> and sticks too and trees and leaves. No, I'm kidding about that. But salads are definitely important. But but really, it was a structured plan. The hardest part for me during the plan was learning, finding foods that were within the plan that are definitely healthy that I would start to enjoy. Mm. And so when I first started, literally, and I'll never forget it, on day one of the program, you know, I'm, I'm having raw vegetables to try to figure out which vegetables that I like. And my stomach's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why are you putting this inside? What is this? <laughs> yes. It's like, ah. <laughs> But eventually, you know, I you know figured out which vegetables I like. I thanks to hot sauce, you know, uh, you know, like Tabasco. <laughs> Do what you have to, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're adding in flavor, but you know, you're not adding sugar. You know, you know that's the big thing. You know, get rid of sugar, get rid of the the carbs. I used to be a, a heavy milk drinker. I don't drink m- much milk anymore. I grew up on a dairy farm, so that's where I got my like my addiction to milk. And uh, I don't drink soda. I do uh, drink a lot of tea and. Uh, flavored water. But other than that, you know, some of the stuff are, are simple, small, easy changes that, you know, just minor tweaks. And, you know, I, like, for example, I gold leaf tea, uh, you know, is one of those products and I'm not trying to do any product placements here, but it's one of those uh, teas that I just, it had a good flavor and it doesn't have any added sugar. And it gave me that little bit of caffeine that you need, you know, maybe when you're waking up in the morning and because I'm not a coffee guy, but I do like tea. And so 
I would, uh, you know, have some tea and then after a while I started getting a taste for it. And, you know, and then, you know, when you have that splash of, you know, maybe you have a lemonade or, a, you know, Coke by accident and you're like, man, this is so sweet. Yeah. After a while, it's those changes are just normal and it's not a big deal because at the end of the day, I look at uh, as in food in a few different categories, one category for like special occasions and events or visiting a place you've never been and you want to try the local cuisine. I say have fun with it, you know, eat whatever you want. Uh, but then, you know, the other facet is, you know, if you're just working, you're just living your day, you know, you're, you're going to job, you're recording a podcast or whatever you're doing, then then look at it food as fuel. Just you know, put in what you need. Be good about it. Put stuff, good stuff in your car, um, and you'll you'll be good. And you could still have decent, good things to eat. You just got to put a little bit more work into it, and and not be lazy. And I've really leaned on like sous vide. Love sous vide, uh, you know, and and cooking that way, and uh, you know, cooking whole foods, and try to. Be stay away from process as much as possible. You know, make your own baked goods. So, so I I, I think there's ways to tweak it. You can still stay healthy and uh, have a good time. And you know, thanks to it and thanks to that, I, I feel better and I feel good. And that's uh, that's part of the reason why I'm slowly getting back into the creating content process is just because of that. Because I I had a rough few years because of personal family stuff and. I got out of a, a lot of things, but I was always kind of there in the background, helping out here and there and, and doing things just to keep my skills going and keep my relationships uh, uh, solid and, and, and tight. And so uh, that's, that's, where I, that's where I'm at and I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Wow. That, that sounds like an amazing transformation, really. Um, how, how did that journey affect the people around you from you know the people closest to you, but also people at work and stuff like that? For for my day job, I, I'm an engineer, a broadcast engineer for Channel 4, which is the ABC affiliate in Seattle. Obviously, working in media, uh, you got a lot of type A personalities and, and extroverts. Obviously, our, our goal together is to deliver the news in a technical you know, professional way and you know, accurate and truthful way, you know, if you're working the news side of things. And so you know, everybody knew that I was going through a weight loss program and, you know, they, they would see that I would, uh, you know, I started and I would, you know, I'm packing my lunch and I'm preparing my lunch every day at work. But the interesting thing, though, is that at one point people realized like, wow, you've lost a lot of weight. Like a light switch almost. Yeah, I was losing it gradually. You know, it's not like, you know, one day I show up, I'm 100 pounds down. But at, after a while, people like go like, holy crap, dude, you've really like you look great. And, and so the support from work was phenomenal and, you know, that helped. And, but really, honestly, if it wasn't for, for my awesome wife and, and being supportive and, and helping and, uh, you know, preparing, you know, good, healthy meals, um, because I work, you know, my hours, I work four tens and so dinner times are limited. So, you know, we all, we try to maximize the time to spend together during the day, during the week. And so she'll have you know, dinner ready to go pretty much when I get home roughly. And, uh, we, we have a pretty solid time and she, you know, thanks to her, you know, helping with the lunches and just helping, you know, be supportive of that plan. And also the, the weight loss company themselves, you know, 3010 weight loss. One, one of the things I, I really appreciate about them is 
it's not like a robot kind of a situation where, you know, you get this plan because everybody gets this plan. You know, it's, it, it is really customized to your body type and metabolism. And, you know, they're very, it's very scientific and, and, you know, they're recording your numbers every single week. So if there's a trend or something that we need to adjust, we adjust it. Uh, and so they've been very supportive. And then obviously, of course, my, you know, family and friends and, and people both inside the podcasting, geeky gaming, pinball circles. And so it sounds like support is one of those big elements that, you know, is essential almost to, to doing this kind of, this kind of thing. Oh yeah. I mean, when I started, you know, and I'm, this is, I'm not trying to be like tooting my own horn, blah, blah, blah. But really it's, if I wasn't able to start doing it, like if I didn't go like, All right, I got to do this, you know, then it wouldn't have happened. Right. I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this. I need to do this. I, I want to be around. And, you know, I just try to give myself internal positive reinforcement. You know, I don't know if you would call it meditation, I, you know, whatever you want to call it. I, I was just trying to be like, okay, I'm just week by week, day by day, sometimes hour by hour. You know, it's just like, we're going to do this and it's going to, it's going to happen. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to keep pushing forward and, don't be lazy. I, I I was just kind of repeating like the words, don't be lazy in my head. Just don't be lazy. Just, just follow through, uh, you know? And, uh, there was a period of time where it's like, I was really pushing hard to try to get those last few pounds. And so I was like taking the stairs all the time at work. You know, it's just like, you know, the, the little things that you try to do. And at the end of the day, you're, 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 you're good for it. You're healthier for it. And you're going to be around, uh, hopefully longer for it. So that's, that was what I was trying to do. And uh, so far, it's it's worked out well. Um, you know, obviously, I've been off the program since like August, September. And now that I'm not on a structured program and I'm not being fully, fully like held to the fire, so to speak, you know, I've slipped up a bit. You know, I had a few cookies here and there over, over you know, the holidays. You are human though, right? <laughs> I am human, yeah. And, you know, I, but I, I'm being diligent. Like, I'm not going back to milk. I'm not having, sir. You know, I'm, there's some things that even if I have, so you know the perfect evils. It sounds like right. It's like there are things that I am slipping and letting go. However, I will not. I refuse to. Uh, like there's like I will not go back to having two gallons of milk a week. Like that, I I was really bad. Like so, uh, I will not go back to that. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a great journey. It's been awesome, and I'm I'm uh, ready to live life and, and feel great. You know, I, it's, I, I, I look and feel younger today than I do honestly 10 years ago. Holy jeez. Yeah. That's an amazing thing. Holy. Yeah. I, I've, I've shared some pictures from 10 years, uh, you know, comparison on my Twitter and, uh, it's, uh, it's been great. Well, I will, I will, uh, divulge, um, a sort of a reaction that I had. And so, I had my first Linux Fest Northwest experience two years ago now, and uh, you've been quite involved with Jupiter Broadcasting at Linux Fest Northwest, and we'll get into that in just a minute after I share with you this slightly embarrassing thing of mine. <laughs> no, no worries, man. And so I was just newly getting connected with um, everybody at Jupiter Broadcasting at that time. So I didn't really know everybody in the same way that I do now. Um, and so I was just kind of saying hi and stuff like that and, and hanging around the booth, which is always a great time. Uh, and I remember you sitting there and you're, you kind of like work behind the scenes, kind of controlling all the live feed and stuff like that, if I remember correctly. 
And then so when it was suggested that you and I have a chat, I was like, oh, yeah, Chase, of course. And then I went to your Twitter page and I was like, wait, this doesn't look like Chase <laughs> or at least not the Chase of my memories. Then I was like, oh, no, wait, maybe I've like made the wrong link between certain people. But then it was like, no, 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 wait, you've gone through this amazing transformation. So I, yeah, I could totally back that up. You definitely look 10 years younger and and all good for it. So uh, congrats there for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it sounds really super important. Um, but I touched on Linux Fest Northwest there for, for a moment. And uh, can you give me a bit of background there? Did, I guess you were probably asked to help out with some of the broadcasting stuff there since you had some expertise. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, one of the things that obviously, you know, I've, I've been involved with Jupiter Broadcasting before the big move over uh, to JB1, if you will. And uh, I, I will take partial credit, by the way, of that name, uh, JB1. And, and, <laughs> and, and, I, and I will take that to my grave. And, that, and basically, when uh, you know Chris and everybody in, in discussion was um, planning on moving you know, the big productions from the garage facility at JBHQ... Uh, formerly, uh, you know, the residents of Chris Fisher and all that, to uh, to the uh, the place over in Arlington, obviously needed a name. And so I was like, well, maybe it should be JB1, you know, like the first first studio. And and it just kind of stuck. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, evolved from there. And so um, obviously, you know, we've already been doing a, a podcast together. And so I've been, you know, I was also guesting on a few other shows. I was, I, I've made my appearance on Faux Show a few times. And, and so the community who knew who I was, uh, you know, through a couple different shows. Also, uh, we can't forget uh, How to Linux. There are like, you know, maybe 10 people that watch that show. Uh, so we, I want to reach out to those guys. <laughs> that's that's a new one to me so uh give me some background because i don't i don't know that one so so chris uh and i uh you know obviously this i i forget what summer this was but you know we uh obviously were doing unfilter and wanted to branch out and try to create some more content but obviously you know with the added costs and energy to do that uh we launched a new kind of pilot project if you will and show called how to linux you know here i am you know basically be a pc you know windows kind of guy not i mean i know about linux but i wasn't really doing much with it you know and the whole premise of the show was to to help the help the 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 new user migrate and and move over and start using linux and and using it for you know you know your basic desktop for example for you know email or what have you you know web browsing and things like that and so uh, and then, and also we would throw in, uh, you know, how Linux is working for, for everybody in, in the common world, if you will. And so we, we'd have interviews and I, I was able to use some of my networking contacts and, uh, we reached out to one of my friends works at Pogo Linux over in Redmond, Washington. And so we, we'd, we'd actually take video, you know, go over there, do interviews. And, you know, so there's a lot of cool things and some how to's and, but uh, it didn't really get a lot of traction. Um, maybe part of it was me. Uh, yeah, part of it was the content. But some people thought that, uh, like, it was a paid promotional from like Pogo Linux, for example. Like, they they felt it was more of a commercial than it was a, an actual informational or how to. So, you know, sure, they maybe there's some tweaks to be made, but 
the, the show never really gained traction, but you know, it, it was, you know, we gave it a try, you know, we gave it a shot, uh, but we were still doing unfilter. Uh, I was still doing uh, guest appearances. And so Linux Fest Northwest uh, popped up right here in our backyard and JB wanted to do uh, a much more solid uh, video presence there at the show. And, you know, I offered to, to lend my experience and, and expertise in, in that area. And at first, uh, you know, it, I had some frustrations because uh, I, the goal at the time uh, was to try to use everything in Linux for the broadcast. Which was a pretty challenging goal at that time. It was very challenging. And 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 that's why uh, the frustrations for me it's always about quality. I, I I really really want a high quality product on something that I'm working on because I I feel it reflects upon me. And I know some people don't don't feel it or take it that way. I just maybe take it as a personal pride thing. I just wanted to be good and and a good presentation for people. And so when we were having technical issues and you know tuner compatibilities and and uh, OBS uh, wasn't really playing, you know, solidly, and we would have overheating issues. It's like a flashback to hell, and and so, but, but obviously, I I also understood the premise of of why this is an open source convention. This is Linux, you know. We got to show that yeah, we don't need anything else. We can do all this in open source. Um, and I all uh, totally understand and the value of that, but I was also. Uh, fearing that, you know, it could be hurtful to, to JB because, you know, up to then and, and still today, uh, people expect a quality product, you know, that, you know, oh, this is something produced by JB. It's going to be quality. It's going to be good content. It's going to be good stuff. And so, you know, they're at Linux Fest Northwest, you know, obviously doing interviews and, and showcasing, uh, you know, open source and Linux community because they're already like working on interviews and, and setting things up and promotions and marketing and all these other things there at the venue, they didn't want to have to worry about, all right, well, Chris is already doing a thousand things at once at that point. And so anything that I could have done to help, um, I stepped in and did. And then eventually over time, uh, the video stuff, uh, evolved. There was one year I couldn't make Excel sick, unfortunately, but last year, you know, for example, I, I was I like the constraints of Linux for me was a little bit lifted. I was able to put together, uh, you know, a really pretty decent presentation. You know, we had a little broadcast booth and then we, uh, you know, had an interview area and got some lighting and audience. And unfortunately, the venue is a little wonky when it comes to configuration. But yeah, that's how I got involved with Linux Fest Northwest a number of years ago. And just with the exception of one year where I was sick, I've been a part of it ever since, uh, you know, doing uh obviously the video setup and the production and the live stream and uh, people being able to uh, consume um, a really great Linux convention in the Northwest uh, and actually probably in the, in the United States. I mean, we just so happen to have it here in the Northwest um, and uh, it's a great community and been able to, thanks to Linux and uh, you know, Linux fest Northwest. I, you know, I, I, I use, quite a few open source products. I have like multiple raspberry Pis. I, you know, I have a pie hole and, and also I uh, have a retro pie for, for gaming and also use a raspberry Pi for uh, digital capture from uh, pinball machines. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm very, uh, very much involved still in using open source and we have some open source uh, platforms at, at work. 
uh, uh, some stuff that runs on CentOS, for example, and some Ubuntu installations for our, our, our live view stuff. So and also thanks to JB and, and the community, I've, I've also been able to uh, open my horizons and open my thoughts when it comes to software. And But also learning that, you know, it shouldn't just be about uh, a club of things. You know, I, I think sometimes it's very easy to, you know, jump and uh, make fun of, you know, Microsoft or, you know, or Apple. But, you know, obviously I think we all want some really great, decent tools and being able to cross pollinate and talk to each other and not be so hardcore in our individual communities. And I think part of that too, comes back to my political philosophies and being open and, and talking with people is don't be so clicky yeah. and uh, let's, let's, let's be, be great about it. And that's one thing that I think that the Linux uh, fest and the Linux community, at least in the Northwest that I've experienced has been, been great with that. That's why I, uh, even though uh, we don't do unfilter anymore, obviously um, I still am involved with JB and I'm, I'm still doing things with JB and uh, still chatting and, and good friends with, you know, Angela and, and Chris and, uh, producer Matt and uh, you know everybody in the in the JB Discord. You know I I'm still around. I'm still there. You know and so people uh, uh, people do ting me. Uh, you know uh, uh, ting. There you go. Uh, uh, you know ping me. <laughs> Sorry. See there you go. <laughs> That's a legacy thing. <laughs> thanks ting. Uh, no. Uh, so yeah. Well, and actually also thanks to JB. I learned found out about ting and uh, I use ting uh, for for a long period of time uh, as. Uh, I was trying out like some sort of open source security system that I needed uh, GSM and Ting just launched GSM and I found out about it through JB and tried them out and it worked out great. Yeah, Ting, uh, just for those who don't know, was a sponsor of many of the shows for a long time. And I actually, uh, I just got a few SIM cards, even though I'm, I'm here in Canada, I got a few Ting SIM cards um, for when I travel to the States and, and they're, they're great. They actually, the funny thing is they operate um, their headquarters is in, is in Toronto, but they can't buy airspace in Canada because the way we do it here is really messed up. So they decided, okay, well, we'll just operate in the in the states and have our headquarters in Toronto. So they're a Canadian company, but they operate in the states because they can play nice there. So <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah, when I learned that, I thought it was really funny. I didn't know. I didn't know Canada was a tax haven. That's amazing. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to have neighbors. Eh? That's right. Yeah, and so. You know, you, you're you're dabbling in Linux a little bit, and it sounds like you've you've gone quite a ways. But how is it for you, kind of um, like jumping in and out of the Linux community? Because you you're a bit more of an outsider than some of us, you know, who are who are deep in it. Um, but what is that like? You know, because maybe once a year you dive into this Linux fest, which is like 100% Linux, 100% for you know three days. Obviously, I I think like. The Raspberry Pis, for example, are, are are a great item, and you know, thanks thanks to the Raspberry Pi, I've been more involved in Linux and open source than I had before, and so thanks to that, you know, I'm I'm always while I'm not a hundred percent, you know, living breathing Linux every day, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I I still deal with it, I, I still and I'm comfortable with it, you know, where where some people may 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 say, for example, you know, they're a hardcore, you know, Windows user, that's all they ever use. And then they run into a Linux system at work and they may go, oh, man, Linux, I got to deal with this now. Oh, right. For me, it's like, 
Sweet. You know, I, I get excited when I come across a unit at work that I didn't know was running Linux is running Linux. And I'm always I'm always quick to ping Chris. I'm like, look what I found at work, you know, and it's just like, look at this, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, our prompting system, open source runs Linux, you know, our our, our a video, some of our video delivery systems, open source runs Linux, you know, and it can show it, it can really show the public too how many professional applications that are out there run Linux and, and, and run it extremely well. I mean, we have some systems that we have at work that run Linux that are so solid and so dependable. It's, it's amazing, you know, that a windows system would have failed miserably years ago. Like, you know, we have one system, uh, I won't mention what, cause I don't want to jinx it. That that that's been running like for five thousand. I last time I saw it, it was like five thousand one hundred days without interruption, <laughs> without problem. That's a little while. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. It's quite a while. Number of years, and that's just because you know with broadcast, there are some systems that we have that can't. You can't turn them off. You can't restart them without a, you know, way well planned in advance, uh, you know, maintenance period and, you know, downtime, planned downtime. For me, I I don't personally consider it like dipping in and out. I I think it's like obviously with Linux Fest Northwest, I'm able to kind of reabsorb myself in 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 the great open source community and also the JB community of course as well. I'm able to, you know, catch up with, you know, listeners and right. viewers of of shows past and, you know, people who remember me from, from my guest appearances on, on other shows. And, uh, I mean, hell, even last year, you know, uh, before Linux Fest Northwest, you know, I pop into the JB studio and, uh, you know, you know, half the people are like, Oh my God, it's, you, it's Chase. Oh my God. I don't even recognize you. And, you know, <laughs> you know, we start chatting on the, on the, on the stream and chatting about what's going on. So, you know, the, I, I, I think, you know, the, the, the hardcore historical long-term JB viewers, you know, they know where I am and they, they know who, who, who I am and, uh, you know, what my part is in the community. And obviously there's going to be new people be like, who's this guy? I've never heard of this guy. Um, and that's great too, because for, for me, you know, I, 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 I love interacting and, and I love, uh, you know, just having great communication and chatting about whatever. And and that's probably, probably one of the reasons why, of course, I enjoy podcasting and I enjoy sharing my thoughts, even though lately I haven't been. I've just been kind of working hard and sarcastically responding to people on Twitter and, and uh and having fun with that. Yeah. So so uh yesterday you teased me a little bit about um or you teased a story about your Twitter handle um, that happened, I think, near the end of Unfilter. Is that accurate? Yeah. So my my last name is Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. And I was very fortunate to get my last name as my Twitter handle. I tend to be an early adopter in a lot of things. And so I jumped in early, uh, you know, I was in early on Google Google Wave. And and now I'm early on 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 Twitter. This this thing called Twitter, where you know you only have a hundred and remember, kids, back in the day, it was 140 characters. <laughs> Apps weren't weren't really prominent. You could tweet by text. You know that's why it was 140 characters. And so I got in very early, and I didn't use it that much. But I you know I would I would twit and, and you know Twitter people and at and replies and all that, and uh, you know be part of that. And so been with Twitter for a while. 
when about three years ago, and this is during the the height of the the Mueller investigation, and you know, people are you know sending memos back and forth, and you know, information being snuck to the White House, if you will. And there's this congressman out of California, Central Valley, California, and his name is Devin Nunes. Same spelling of of my name. Yeah, I was going to say your name is not necessarily you know it's not a Smith or anything like that. No. No, yeah, it's it's it, it is unique in the sense that you know there's a lot of spellings of Nunes with a Z, or like Nunez. Uh, you know, it's a Hispanic name. Uh, my name has more of the the Portuguese, uh, you know, heritage attached to it. Uh, and there are some Nunes's in the Central Valley. And actually, ironically, and I didn't tell you this, I was living in the Central Valley when he was running for Congress. Oh man, of course, <laughs> I remember this guy. And at the, and I remember him, you know, back in the day being, you know, he's a young guy, you know, wants to make a difference. He's a Central Valley farmer. And, you know, he, uh, you know, he ran for Congress and won. And so, you know, obviously he's been there for a while, I think 10 or 12 years. And he took this memo of information to the, to, to the president, President Trump. And a lot of people were not happy with uh, what he did and the information because he's on the, he was the chair of the House Intelligence Committee. This is, this is before the Democrats retook the House. And so he did an end round. He took some information to the White House and to President Trump. And a lot of people were not happy with what he did. And a lot of people didn't know who Devin Nunes was until this event occurred. And so when the, the media found out about it and the public found out about him, what do you do now today? People will go to Facebook and vent, and they also go to Twitter and vent. Oh, of course. Oh, I see where this is going. And and so uh, a lot of people started venting at Nunes on Twitter. Oh, but that was actually you. Oh, gosh. I'm at Nunes on Twitter. He's at Devin Nunes. And so, and it's not, it's, this is not the media's fault in any way. But what happens is people go, you know, Congressman Nunes, you know, the, everybody's always addressed by last name. It, you know, they don't go, hey, Congressman Devin Nunes, you know, they, and sometimes they'll say that in regards to stories, but usually things are always condensed because everything's moving at the speed of light. And so a lot of people just go start typing in Nunes on Twitter and then they don't read the description. They don't read what the handle is. T- they just go for it. They just go for it. <laughs> and they just started venting. And so. All of a sudden, you know, the day that people found out about Devin Nunes was the day my my Twitter handle was blown up. And, you know, I look at my phone and I have like 200 mentions and uh, it's pretty crazy. And so what do I do with this? And I'm just thinking, well, I'm just going to start sarcastically replying to all these people and and quoting their tweets. (laughs) And, And I did it to everybody, Republican, Democrat, you know, libertarian. I didn't, I don't care. I, I just, I'm just, I'm replying to everybody. And so I had fun with everybody on it and a local uh, tech blog uh, called GeekWire. Uh, they're based out of Seattle and a lot of people, you know, may know their content, good stuff. And they reached out to me on Twitter, of course. And so I uh, had an interview with them. Uh, they, it was a nice blog post about it. And then at the time, I was also working for Channel 4. I mean, you know, I've been there for a while now. And so uh, they've known about this. And we all would have fun in the no- newsroom. I had some people in the newsroom call me congressman, uh, you know, in passing, like congressman. I'm like, congressman, good to see you. 
And so they did a news story about me. Uh, Matt Markovich, uh, one of the really awesome reporters at Como News, uh, did a story. And um, if you want to check it out, you can go to Nunes versus Nunes. So N-U-N-E-S-V-S-N-U-N-E-S dot com. That will forward you to a Twitter uh, post that I posted of a video of the story that Como did. You did have fun with this. Yeah. And and now it's actually hard for me to watch a little bit because it's when I was before I served my weight loss program. Yeah, right. But that being said, the content was fun. It was gold. Had a great time with it. And so, uh, you know, it was about a two, two and a half minute piece. It actually got picked up a little bit. Uh, some Republican uh, blogs on the, the East Coast picked it up. A few stations picked it up. I mean, it didn't blow blow up or anything, but it was fun. That's the price of being an early adopter, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And so, of course, you know, of course, you know, I, I'm, I'm having fun with this. And I have also registered newness2020.com. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know and Devin actually is running for re-election this year. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for the email or or contact from the the Nunes campaign to say, hey, are you interested in selling that dot com? Um, you know, but I'm using it. I'm not squatting it in any way. If you go to Nunes 2020com it actually redirects just to my Twitter site. You know, it, it's legit. My that's my name. <laughs> you, you can't accuse me of squatting because it's me. Oh man. And and so yeah, that's been great. And I've been having fun with that. I also did a a video spoof on Twitter called releasedmemo.com. Oh my <laughs> where I, I did this video clip of me. Th- this was my memo. Uh and I uh, had fun with it. So yeah, it's it's been a fun, you know, adventure. And obviously, thanks to this Devin Nunes situation, I, I'm still keeping my eyes and my ears on on uh, what's happening in the world of of all this. And so uh yeah, just sticking through it. And uh, but yeah, Twitter's been, been been good fun with me over these past few years for sure. Chase, if if you wanted to um, send out an ask to the listeners, uh, to the community, something you want them to try or think about, or 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 maybe even go check out, um, what would you what would you put out there? Well, I I would say a couple of things. Uh, uh, f- first off, uh, you know, kind of in the spirit uh, of open source, you know. We all should try to be sure that we keep an open mind without things. Um, obviously, uh, with the polarizing nature of what's happening in politics and, and world relations and events and uh, things of that nature, that you know that we that we try to remember that you know we're people and we we need to have open minds and flexibilities and also be sure to uh, follow through and and not be 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 lazy in in regards to staying in our comfort zones and silos you know i i watch news from from msnbc to to fox news uh you know and and other outlying fringing outlets and it, from for me it's just you know make sure you you are well informed uh and vote uh if you're of age to vote and and be engaged don't be afraid don't make excuses just be a part of it uh be a part of the process you know especially with with, with everything that's going on and then the other thing I, I would say, and I, I enjoy, and I, and I love seeing kind of a big resurgence of is go out and play some pinball. Pinball is, uh, you know, has had an incredible history, uh, you know, in, in many places uh, across the U.S. and world. There was a long period of time where pinball was considered illegal. What? Really? Yeah. For what reasons? Uh, considered a, a gambling device because pinball would uh, allow, for example, uh, some of the older machines 
you you would play the game and if you got to a certain score and a lot of games today still have this you would get a free game if you got to a certain score and so some people is you know this is government officials back in the day like oh you know some of them were also tied to to gambling rings and and al capone and i mean it's pretty crazy stuff if you go back and look at some of the history and so Go out, play some pinball, have a drink if you drink, um, and you know just have some good time. Uh, you know the cool thing about pinball is it forces you to get up and get out. Is that still on Geek Gamer TV? Yeah, so I, I do uh, not just pinball streaming, but also geeking gaming content. Uh, the the main website is geekgamer.tv, but I do all the streaming over on Twitch with the same name, Twitch.tv/slash/geekgamertv, and there's also a, a Twitter and Facebook and all that with that name attached to it. Chase, I want to say thanks so much for for joining me and for sitting down with me and for your time. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Yeah, this this was a lot of fun. I want to say thank you to you and also the awesome uh, JB community. And uh, if you guys for who, who who don't know who I am, uh, feel free to reach out, say hi. Um, I'm uh, very. Uh, you can find me everywhere. Obviously on Twitter, we talked about that. But at Nunes on Twitter, apparently, right? <laughs> <laughs> at Nunes on Twitter. That's right. Yes. And actually, I have it in my description. It says, uh, you know, broadcast engineer for Channel 4 or Seattle, not the congressman from California. So, uh, but people don't read that anyway. So you'll know when you hit the right one. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see you at Linux Fest Northwest this year. And uh, yeah, uh, let's chat soon. This has been great. <laughs>